Let's take off. Bongani and Nala on Radio 2000. On the line, we've got Aslam Patel, associate and attorney at Adams and Adams. Good morning. Welcome to Radio 2000, Aslam. Good morning, Bongani. How are you? And good morning to the listeners. Um, we 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 very very good. Aslam, just speaking to a couple of people that were calling. Is your radio on in the background, Aslam? Sorry, no, there's no radio on in the background. Okay, you're sounding better now. I was saying from from just speaking to a couple of callers, a lot of them were saying that look, they're in the process of getting retrenched, um, and some people didn't go on air, but some said they were sent home. And they, the company just said, look, we'll call you back. But they were never called back, and now they've heard that they're being replaced. I mean, what process do companies need to follow when it comes to retrenchments? Okay, perfect, Mogani. Uh, importantly, during, during the, the lockdown, companies and employers are, are not precluded from, from retrenching employees. However, at the same time, employers and companies are not precluded from following the process or the law in relation to retrenchment. Yeah. And the law is set out clearly in Section 189 of the Labor Relations Act. In these situations, an employer must have a valid operational reason in order to, to implement a retrenchment. And accordingly, if the employer contemplates that it's going to embark on a retrenchment process which may result in job losses, then the employer is obliged in terms of the law, to issue a mandatory statutory notice in terms of Section 189.3 to the potentially affected employees. Now, this notice sets out various uh, various items which will then be discussed further in a joint consensus-seeking consultation process. The law states that you must embark on a consultation process. And during the consultation process, the rationale will be discussed and exhausted. Why we implementing this retrenchment process? Why we contemplate that jobs will be lost if we implement this process? And also alternatives to retrenchment. What can we do to avoid retrenchment? Because the consultation process is embarked on in a joint consensus-seeking process, and employers and employees together would sit and try to discuss and find means or alternatives to avoid Retrenchments. And obviously, if there's no alternatives and consultations on the various topics as outlined in the statutory notice have been exhausted, then the employer is entitled to issue the employees with uh, notices of termination and then pay employees the notice pay salary up until the date of dismissal, the <coughs> severance pay and any outstanding approved leave that the employee has approved. Mm. Uh, what about, uh, you know, the freelancers, um, Aslam? What about independent contractors? Where do they lie where retrenchments are concerned? Is there any body uh, that, you know, protects them? Now, in terms of the Labor Relations Act, uh, independent contractors uh, are not, uh, not employees. Now, obviously, you've got to determine the relationship on a case-by-case basis to see what is the actual relationship between the parties. Is it a true independent contractor relationship? In which instance, then, obviously, the person is not an employee and the normal processes associated with retrenchments and the law associated with retrenchments would not apply in that situation. However, if the true relationship is that of an employee and employer relationship, and actually, on the face of it, 
it appears that there isn't an independent contractor relationship, which is then arguable that the person would be an employee. But this would depend on, on the circumstances of of, of each situation. And uh, if the person is an employee, then he needs, the employer needs to follow the laws in terms of Section 189 that are associated with, with retrenchment. But if the person is not an employee, then the employer is not obliged to follow such situations. And then the contract would, would govern how it would be terminated. If we, there would be special conditions and clauses inserted in in the contract managing the relationship and the termination of that relationship. And then the, then the parties should, should look at that clauses and try to implement them on, in terms of the termination process. Aslam, do you think a lot of companies are using COVID-19 as an excuse just to offload staff? Um, I mean, I know some companies you find that they just don't like someone. And obviously now you've actually got an excuse that you can use, which is COVID-19. Uh, it, it's important to to mention that in the current situation that we, we find ourselves in, it's unprecedented times and both employers and employees are, are experienced, are, are under, under a lot of financial strain as well and, and this also creates anxiety. Uh, uh, the employees also, this also creates anxiety with employees. Yeah. Now what we must understand is that the Section 189 or retrenchment process is specific to operational requirements. If an employee is in financial distress, or based on the economic uh, well-being of the company. And this process can strictly and only be used for these specific requirements. You cannot obviously go about and implement a retrenchment process if, for example, you do not like somebody or if somebody has committed some sort of misconduct. There are special processes in the law in so far as terminating somebody for terminating an employee for misconduct or terminating an employee for insubordination or terminating an employee for incapacity. Employers during this time are not precluded for, for terminating employees for misconduct and, and incapacity and so forth. But they then need to use the specific process and the law in relation to misconduct and incapacity termination and cannot use the operational requirements or retrenchment process for such dismissals. And such dismissals can, or operational dismissals can only be held for dismissals in relation to economic structures and financial distress that the employer finds himself in. And, I mean, if you just look at... Thank you so much, um, Aslam. If you just look at the numbers, more than 1,800 retrenchment cases are currently sitting uh, with the CCMA because a lot of people feel that they were very unfairly dismissed Sure. So, so it's a tough one, Nala. Um, I mean, I know he's talking about that, that, you know, people are protected by the law, but it's very hard to follow through when you don't have money, um, if you're unfairly dismissed. Weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. with Bongani and Nala. Let's take off.